It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into and preview the back-to-back set between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Denver Nuggets to wrap up the preseason. We're also going to hand out our roster projection 2.0, who will make this roster, who just misses the cut, and where every player will go afterwards. The Thunder have also made some roster moves. In the meantime, we'll talk about those as well. This is Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Make sure you subscribe for free on all platforms. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Aaron Chief, over at thunderousintentions.com. Me, member Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. And also email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. You can also call into the show, 405 362 7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder back to back against the Denver Nuggets to wrap up their preseason slate. We're going to give out our roster projection 2.0. And I want to thank you again for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every day. Subscribe for free on all platforms, on all your favorite devices, as well as on YouTube. So about this show, today we're going to preview games one and two for the Nuggets. We're going to recap uh, the first game tomorrow. And then Friday morning, you're going to have a chat with me and Richard Stamen talking all about the NBA draft and the young players who are already on this roster. And then Friday afternoon, you're going to get the recap of the Thursday game against the Nuggets. Next week, we'll be previewing the season as a whole, and then the Thunder tip off their regular season on Wednesday against the Utah Jazz in Utah. So it'll be fun. Uh, It's coming fast. Cannot wait for the season to get going. Uh, As far as this game for the game overview, the way we always do at the start, Kendrick Williams is out with a toe injury. Vitt is out with a visa issue, and then Mamadi's out with that hip injury he sustained against the Bucs. For the Nuggets, they're going to play everybody. Jamal Murray is the only player out, and of course, he's still 
uh, recovering from that ACL injury he suffered late last season. So that's no surprise there. But the Nuggets will play their entire uh, actual roster. And then Derek Favors is set to make his debut for the Thunder this year uh, in tonight's game. The Thunder will not play their regular guys on Thursday, according to Mark Dignan. That's the second half of back-to-back, so it's going to be kind of pointless to play uh, guys like Shea and Baisley and Dort a ton of minutes. Maybe they'll play them for like five minutes or like just a quick little uh, enter in there for the Tulsa fans, but in general, it doesn't sound like they're going to play them at all uh, from the vibe that we got from Mark in the post-practice media from Tuesday. Uh, so that there you go with that in, in case you're planning your trips around when to go and watch the team. Uh, now, I will say that uh, with Kenny Hustle being out, it's no big deal. I still don't believe it's a huge injury. I still think that if, if this was like the regular season, he'd be playing. But again, Kenneth Williams cannot improve in the preseason. Like he cannot elevate his stock at all. He cannot change the way that you see him in the preseason. Uh, Kendrick Williams is who he is at this point. He's a very good hustle player. He does all the right things. He's somebody who's going to be um, in the right spot at the right time. The only question marks around Kendrick Williams' game it's not his play style. It's not how he plays. It's not what he plays. The only question mark is, was his three-point shooting last year legitimate or not? And you're not going to find that out in a four-game span, especially if he's dealing with an injury. And so with someone who plays as violently as he does when he's diving on the floor and trying to scrap for every every loose ball, you don't want to put him out there if he's banged up at all because his body will take so many of those hits throughout the course of the regular season. So there's no point there. With Vit, the visa... Mark said it's trending in the right direction, so maybe he'll get cleared Thursday or Friday or sometime before Wednesday. I've got a, got another, I've got a whole week now to get that solved before the regular season. Although I'm not sure what the plan is for Vit in terms of the rotation for the regular season. It would have been nice to see him in the preseason, but running out of days to do that unless the issue gets resolved uh, here today or tomorrow morning. Now, uh, one other thing that Mark said in the in the post practice availability that kind of caught the attention of a ton of Thunder fans. Uh, was that he hasn't watched the game film for the Nuggets. He couldn't tell you what Nuggets jerseys have they've been wearing in the preseason. Um, and, and he says that it continues that way really into the regular season and that you know, there's you know, there are scouts on the, on the staff, there's assistant coaches on the staff who evaluate uh, the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games of their upcoming opponent. But Mark himself does not really do any of the scouting uh, per se. And in general, this team's not using uh, – scouting what you might typically think they're not trying to game plan for each individual game uh, they're trying to be laser focused on themselves and i think that's the way to go for the thunder um, you know this thunder team is not trying to win a championship it's not trying to go to the playoffs or uh, compete at a high level we, we know that this Thunder team is trying to instill a new play style it's trying to get young players on the same page it's trying to get uh players up to speed in the nba life itself and also up to speed on this small ball positionless basketball uh, play style they probably have never played before uh, in most cases so for the thunder it's not about okay how do i take away Jokic? how do i take away the top guy for the other team it's about how do we play our brand of basketball and as long as we've executed what we've wanted to do in this game the scoreboard doesn't matter that's the luxury from a coaching standpoint that you have whenever your team is unexpected uh, or, or trying to do uh, anything improbable like win a championship. So I think that this is the right way to go. I think that people kind of took this and ran with it because traditionally you'd be uh, hearing about how coaches are always studying the game film and they're always scouting and preparing and trying to find the edge against their opponent. That's not where the Thunder are at as an organization. And so I think that if they were scouting uh, you know, this, this game coming up and trying to figure out, well, how are we going to defend Jokic? Well, then you're kind of missing the mark there because it doesn't really matter how you defend Jokic. It doesn't really matter how you match up against the Nuggets or against any other team in the NBA this year because your your end goal is not 
the scoreboard. Your end goal is development from your young players and developing within your system and seeing if they can play this style of basketball. See if they can play off of other playmakers. See if they can play off of uh, you know great rebounders and rotations and, and everything that goes along with playing small ball where you, you don't have somebody in the back of your defense to anchor you down. You're having to make all these rotations perfectly. That's what you're worried about, not so much of giving up 50 to Jokic tonight. It doesn't really matter at all. So the Thunder in general are still scouting. I mean, they have assistant coaches do this. They have scouts do this. Uh, they send scouts to every game, like around the NBA. Uh, there's some scouts that come to the Thunder game that don't play the Thunder for another, another two months. Like this stuff is going to happen throughout the course of the NBA as naturally as it naturally does. However, it's not a huge point of emphasis for this Thunder team right now. And it shouldn't be. I think this is the exact way of handling it that the Thunder are doing right now. So we're going to dive into what to watch for keys of the game, the better the day, which please don't bet. Please don't bet on the preseason. Folks, you just have to wait one more week. Just wait one more week. Would you please wait one more week to bet on the NBA whenever the regular season's here? Please don't bet on the preseason. We'll have our Thunder Moneyball pick and our roster projection 2.0, including who's going to get cut, who could be a surprise candidate to add to this roster, and the roster moves that the Thunder have made in the last 24 hours. There are plenty of them uh, to go around and kind of explain the mindset the Thunder have when doing that. So let me know on Twitter how you felt about Mark saying that he doesn't really like scout for the upcoming games. I think it's a great thing. I think that that will change when this team is actually going to compete again. I think that he's a very adaptive coach to where, you know, in three years, four years, whatever that timeline is for you, that the Thunder are going to go back to the uh, contending ways that they used to have. Um, that At that point, he will look at every matchup and try to find that you know, razor thin edge of how they're going to win that night. But for right now, it's about developing your young players and playing your style of basketball and kind of instilling that more so than taking something away from the other team. You just want to impose what you want to do long-term with this organization and with your play style, more so than trying to win games. Now, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles for all of Mark's comments post-practice and before games and after games, and then also just all of my Thunder opinions over there at Ryland underscore styles. Subscribe to Lockdown Thunder. Thank you for making us your first listen every single morning. It's free on all platforms, including on YouTube now, so make sure you check that out as well. And then coming up, we're going to have the what to, watch for, what to watch for, including the small ball aspect of this game. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is an incredible product. It is truly wonderful. I love Sweatblock because, as you know, it gets incredibly hot in Oklahoma. It was still hot even as recently as last Friday. It was like 90 degrees here in Lawton. So you're going to want to make sure that you have sweat block to make sure that you don't kind of pit out in your shirts. You can wear whatever, whatever colored shirt you want to. You don't have to just wear black all the time. You can wear gray and feel confident that you're going to have pit stains anywhere. Like it's, it's a brilliant product. This doctor created, doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guaranteed. If sweat block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on firefighters on the Rachel Ray show. And it's the best seller on Amazon. For the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, and currently number one on Amazon in the anti-perspirant category. It's manufactured in the USA. It's your secret to confidence. Wear what you want, and it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag because no matter if it's a big presentation or it's a work event or it is a date or whatever it is that you have to go to, you don't want to be sweating. You just never want to be sweating like that so make sure you take advantage of Sweatblock and get yourself Sweatblock today. Here's what you can do. You can go to Sweatblock.com, Sweatblock.com, and order yourself Sweatblock uh, and get 20% off with our code locked on. You can also get Sweatblock at Amazon 
and even your local CVS. So there's no excuse not to use this wonderful product. Make sure you go use SweatBlock right now, today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Now, let's dive into what to watch for in this game. So the first thing I'm watching for, since Jokic is playing, is Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Isaiah Roby. Remember, this was Roby's first big test last year of how to play the center position in the NBA. And it just so happened that they matched up a few times uh, during the first few weeks of of Roby being a center uh, because of the schedule last year and how convinced it was and how kind of frantic it was. We were playing the same theme kind of twice a week and Maybe every other week you're playing the same team. So Roby got a heavy dose of Jokic last year uh, in learning how to play that center position. And you saw him struggle his first time out. You saw him struggle mightily his first time out. And then the second time out, he got a little better. And his third time, he then started just trying to deny, to deny the ball and to not even not even try to get posted up by Jokic, but just deny the ball and try to steal the pass it, itself. Because what was happening with Roby was that he was doing everything right. He had good post positioning. He defended and stayed in front of Jokic well. He contested every shot, but Jokic is so much bigger than him that it doesn't matter if Roby contests his shot. It just doesn't. It'd be like if I tried to contest Isaiah Roby's shot. I could have my hand in his face. He's going to be so much better than I am. He'll just throw the ball over me, and it's in. Like it, it's it, at, some, at, at some point, when the height disparity is that large, it doesn't matter how well you defend. And Isaiah Roby did a great job every time against Jokic of contending and contesting shots very well, but he was just so much smaller. And so then Roby tried to find that different edge. Okay, well, what if I just tried to deny the ball and to try to deny the pass? And that was where he found more success. And of course, that leaves you susceptible to where you try to jump the passing lanes, pass still gets to Jokic. Jokic now has a wide open shot. Well, the difference in a wide open shot for Jokic and a shot contested by Isaiah Roby or Jeremiah Robson or any of these small ball options, not that different, honestly. It's not. So you might as well take that gamble and that risk to get the ball back and, and to end the possession than being in the right position and still getting scored over every single time. So I'm interested to see how the small ball fives play Jokic in this game and, and what kind of their tactics are against Jokic and how Jeremiah Robson handles this, because yes, you know, they got to play Giannis and they got to play the bucks. Um, you know, Giannis's game is fascinating to watch, but I'm not going to uh, criticize anybody for what they did against Giannis. Like that's, he's an incredible player uh, in his own right. So is Jokic. I'm not going to criticize anyone for what they're doing against Jokic, but Jokic's play style uh, is different than Giannis's. Right, like Jokic is going to be able to be that point center, but also he can realize mismatches and just attack it in the post. So with Giannis, he kind of just drives and he he kind of doesn't post up all that often. Now he still does it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Jokic kind of takes advantage of it more as a post up player. Uh, so I want to see what that kind of looks like this uh, this game. And I don't think that anyone will play tomorrow. I don't think that Jokic will play tomorrow. I don't think that the Thunder will play their guys tomorrow. So it's specifically on Wednesday and not Thursday. Uh, but favors his debut. What does favors look like with this team? Uh, I think that you're going to get a, a veteran player in favors who is going to give you everything he's got, and we know what kind of player he is at this point. Uh, but 
does he have a shot this year? I mean, I know he's not going to like kind of sandbag or anything, but does he have a shot this year? Can he pick and pop with Shea? Does he create more space? Does he create more gravity on the floor? Uh, because let's say that Favors shoots 35% this year and Jeremiah Smarillo shoots 34% this year. Very comparable numbers. In the minds of these NBA players that are on the floor, they're going to show Favors more respect than they will a rookie. So Favors, just by nature of being a veteran and being somebody who's been around this league a long, long time, he'll automatically have some sort of gravity just by that if he can shoot the ball and knock it down. So that can create a ton of space for SGA drives, for everyone on the floor, and really help the offense mature and grow. So I want to see what Favors can bring to this team and, and what Mark does with the starting lineup. Does he just start Favors right away tonight? Or does he start JRE? Or does he start Roby? Like, who does he start tonight? Well, I don't think we should look into the preseason rotations quite that much, especially in this circumstance. So if he starts Favors, it would be interesting to note, but I don't think it'd be like a, a default, like, okay, Favors are going to start the rest of the year. Favors has not played at all in the preseason. So in terms of just the minute allegation, you're going to want to have Favors get as many minutes as he can tonight because you're not going to play him on the second of a back-to-back. This is his one shot, his one game before the regular season to get into game shape and play against NBA caliber athletes going full speed. So you're going to want to start him, I bet, tonight just for that aspect of it. Who does he start long-term will be more interesting in this in this category. Uh, but how does he look out there with Shea? And I think that him and Shea could have a really good two-man game the way that Shea and Jerry did as well on Sunday. So I'm interested in that and how Favors looks in general and also how, how the fives play Jokic because I think that Jokic can like really expose Roby and Jerry. And I'm not I'm not sure looking for them to, you know, kind of shut down Jokic or I'm not I don't care about Jokic's stat line. I just care about what their ideas are. Like is it is the idea to just go there and try to steal the pass or is it the idea to stay home and contest the shot even if he's just scoring over you every single time. Now Trey Man's shot will be a very interesting aspect of this game to me. Because we all know that Trey Mann can shoot the ball. We all know he can knock down shots. And so getting five attempts last game on Sunday, even while only making one shot, was a good thing. Because at least he's getting his shots off. Can he still get his shots off against Denver? And will some of them go down? Because we haven't seen that yet. We didn't see it in the summer league. We didn't see it on Sunday. Of course, he had a shortened summer league because he had to leave for uh, personal reasons. But um, when you look at this play style of Trey Mann, He's a great shooter. He's going to get his shots up now, apparently. Hopefully that continues into this game. If it does, one of these days, he's just going to go off. One of these days, he's going to knock down four or five. He's going to knock down five of seven, right? Like he's that type of shooter. You're just waiting for that to actually happen. So could this be a great high note for Trey Mann uh, in one of the last preseason games to get a shot off number one and also knock down those shots and kind of build that confidence that we've seen Josh Giddy get to play with, with his playmaking. And with Josh Giddy playmaking, I really want to see Josh Giddy playmake from the top of the key and playmake from the from jump, like just have the ball in his hands and set up the offense and get everyone in position and then try to break down the defense. I want to see that happen a lot more than it did on Sunday. It happened a lot on Monday, but I want to see what happened on Sunday as well. So that's what I'm watching for in these preseason games, specifically with Josh Giddy and Trey Mann. And again, the small ball five aspect of playing Jokic I assume Jokic will play 100% effort, but I don't want to. I don't want to promise that because it's the preseason. But I think that's going to be a very, very fun game on Wednesday, and then Thursday will be a very peak preseason game. We were just looking at all the inter rotation guys, and, and nobody's truly playing. And it kind of looks like more of a G League game than it does anything else. Now for the Thunder, luckily their roster has a ton of young 
rookies on it that they're going to have to play. Like you're just going to run out of bodies if you don't play somebody on Thursday. So you're still going to get a look at the, of the rookies, I bet on Thursday, but probably not SGA, probably not Baisley, Favors, you know, guys like that. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. And make sure you stay right here, subscribed to Locked on Thunder for free on all platforms. We'll recap the Wednesday game on Thursday. We'll recap the Thursday game on Friday afternoon. And on Friday morning, we have a chat with Richard Stamen, Mavs Draft on Twitter, host of Locked on NBA Draft about the upcoming NBA Draft and their prospects inside of it. And also the young players who are already on this Thunder team. So a lot to get into, a lot to dive into. I want to tell you who our player of the game will be, or I should say the Thunder Moneyball. So if you're unfamiliar, every day, that's a game, every game day, we pick a Thunder Moneyball player, uh, which is a homage to uh, Matt Pinto, who says Thunder Moneyball every time the Thunder make a three. And whoever leads the team in threes that night, you either win or lose, right? So if I pick SGA, which I am going to do today, if he leads the team in threes, I've won today. Now, I'm only one and one so far because I picked Lou Dort uh, in the Bucks game, and he actually did lead the game in threes. So I'm one and one so far. And so at the end of the season, we're going to tally all these up. And whoever has the most wins throughout the course of the, course of the year will get a Thunder prize. So you can send in your Moneyball picks at Mines SGA today at Ryland underscore styles or on the email address lothunderpod at gmail.com if you don't have Twitter. Uh, again, do not bet on this game, so I'm not going to give you a betting line for this game. But the Thunder Moneyball is the SGA three-point barrage I think that we're going to see tonight uh, in Oklahoma City. Keys of the game is just simply stay healthy and then see how the rotations look defensively. But again, no keys of the game for a preseason game whenever the result doesn't matter. However, what does matter is you going to BuiltBar.com right now because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. They have coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, my favorite flavor of all those flavors that they have is cookies and cream. I think that it's the best flavor. Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, also thinks it's the best flavor. It is incredible. However, if you do not want to take our recommendation for it, that's okay. You can order a mixed box. The mixed box will give you two of each flavor, and then you can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you love the most. It is simple. It is easy. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. It's 17 uh, grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. It's all amazing. It's all tasty. It's all healthy. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. Let me know what your favorite flavor of Built Bar is on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Make sure you're reordering Built Bars with our code LOCK15 for 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, 
that you should be making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day. Subscribe on all platforms for free. But also, your second listen should be Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. Because you're set for the fantasy basketball leagues around the world. Make sure you're tuning in and that you get your edge in your fantasy basketball leagues. So, Raster Projection 2.0. SGA, Lou Dort, Tim Allen, Isaiah Roby, Kenneth Williams, Pokashevsky, Darius Baisley, Ty Jerome, Mumbity, Vet, Jeremiah Rumpsnerl, Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, Mike Muscala, Derek Favors, Gabriel Deck, Paul Watson Jr., Aaron Wiggins, uh, DJ Wilson, and Melvin Frazier is where the Thunder roster is currently at. It's at the max capacity of 20 players. They have 16 NBA contracts, which means they have to dump one. You can only have 15 NBA contracts and two two-way deals. So that's the entire roster right now. So of that group, who will get cut? I'm going to say that, of course, the camp invites get cut. DJ Wilson and Melvin Frazier, and they sneak them onto the Oklahoma City Blue. So I think that that's going to for sure happen. Now, the roster spot that gets cut in terms of the NBA deal who gets cut, this comes down to a few candidates, but I'm still going to stick with Mamadi getting cut, sadly. Uh, that will be my official prediction. I would rather the Thunder keep Mamadi personally, and if I was running the Thunder team, I would keep Mamadi. I think that just as a prediction, though, they will not keep him. But here's what's at stake here. So if it's not Mamadi, if you believe, like I do, that the Thunder should keep Mamadi, that means that they have to cut somebody else who's on an NBA deal. And so here are your options. Gabriel Deck is a has a partially guaranteed deal that's worth $3.6 million this year, $3.4 million next year, and a team option of $3.4 after that. Easy to cut Gabriel Deck. Kendrick Williams is owed part of $4 million over the next two seasons and is Maybe a, a nice trade piece, but it's hard to trade right now. For those of you that, that are clamoring for uh, the Thunder making these trades, it's hard to trade right now because right now it's the optimism season. Everyone feels good about their team. Every GM feels good about the roster that they've, con- that they've constructed. Nobody's in a panic right now to trade for Kenneth Williams or Derek Favors, who's owed $19 million, uh, assuming he takes that player option, obviously, which he would. So the Thunder are in a good spot because – they have a ton of money. They're not even close to uh, the salary floor. You know, they they have so much money to spend. It's not even funny right now. So they can waive anyone they want to. But the easiest candidate is, of course, Mamadi, who is owed part of 1.6 million this year and 1.7 million next year. So I think that that's going to be the cut that the Thunder make because it doesn't really make a ton of sense to cut Gabriel Deck or Derek Favors or Kenny Hustle uh, right now. And of course, not going to cut Williams or Favors. So it's really going to come down to either Gabriel Deck. Or Mamadi, I think that they're just going to wave Mamadi uh, and hope that they can find a way to get him onto the blue or, or or find a way to keep him within their organization. Now, the Thunder roster has made some moves recently. They've waved, waved Rob Edwards. They've signed Jalen Horde back and then waved Jalen Horde immediately and then signed Melvin Frazier. So why are they doing this? Why did they sign Rob, Rob, Rob Edwards? Jesus. Why did they sign Rob Edwards, play him for four minutes, and then wave him? Why did they sign Jalen Horde, five hours later, wave him? Why did they sign Melvin Frazier and then they're soon going to waive him probably on Friday after the preseason games? Well, this, this is all just roster shuffling to get their rights to the, to the blue. So if these players elect to play in the G league, they'll play for the blue now. And so you're going to be able to have um, a guy like Rob Edwards back, a guy like Jalen Horde back in the blue and Melvin Frazier also back with the blue. Um, now the reason that you're not going to cut uh, Melvin Frazier immediately is that that Thursday game, if you're not going to play SGA and you're not going to play Bayes and you're not going to play all these all these guys that are going to be typically in rotation, you have to fill those spots with somebody. You're going to need minutes and bodies and depth somewhere. 
Uh, so you're going to need all 20 guys in your roster. Now, on Friday, they'll probably wave Nolan Frazier and get his G League rights as well, who played for the, for the Blue last year as well. So that's why they're doing it. It's just kind of a weird, quirky thing about the CBA. So I saw a lot of people kind of not understanding or freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, we just got him. Why did we wave him? It's, it's, it was never a plan for him to play for the Thunder. Uh, it, it's all about the G League and all about playing for the Blue. So that's what the Thunder have done recently with their roster moves. That's your roster projection 2.0. And that is what to watch for in these games against the Denver Nuggets. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Make sure that you subscribe on all platforms for free. And make sure you go listen to Locked on Fancy Basketball for your second lesson of the day. Until next time, I'm going to recap this game on Wednesday against the Denver Nuggets. Until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.